Hey BU Terriers, welcome to the Boston University Career Podcast. We'll be discussing a variety of career-related topics to help you succeed in your Boston University education. My name is Anna Pham, and I'm graduating in May 2021 from the College of Communication. I'm also a student ambassador for the Center for Career Development and Educational Resource Center. Today, I'll be sharing my experience using BU Connects. BU Connects is a new platform meant to transform the way alumni, students, faculty, and staff network and build their careers. On BU Connects, you can find mentors, career resources, join interest groups, and even browse the job board. Join this exclusive community today by visiting buconnects.com. Through BU Connects, I had the opportunity to connect with Craig Strauss. Craig is a 2011 BU alum who studied international relations with a focus in Europe, diplomacy, and security studies. During his time at BU, he was part of Habitat for Humanity and J Street U. Now, he's a user experience researcher for Venmo. Let's hear about his journey to success. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Hey, Anna. I'm good. Thanks. Really great to be here. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I think for all of our listeners, just want a little bit of background. So can you tell me about what you do and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. So as you know already, I'm a user researcher at Venmo. I've been at the company for coming up on six years now. And I did not leave school thinking I would be a user researcher. I um, first went into international relations and finance, and then I switched over to working at Venmo in 2015. I was sort of looking for a career reset. And part of that drew me to Venmo was the ability to be exposed to what we were calling at the time QA testing. And so through that, I got to sink my teeth into work that was really exciting and engaging with customers from different backgrounds, different contexts. And I realized I had actually done a lot of this at BU, which was recognizing my degrees in international relations. And I recognized, oh, here are people from different cultures, different backgrounds coming together to solve potential world or global issues. And so that really piqued my interest. And so from there, I went back to what I call boot camp. And at my General Assembly boot camp school, dove into user research and design, and then eventually pitched my role to be made at the company so that I became a researcher full time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that you said BU prepared you a little bit for that. Can you tell me a little about what your time was like at BU and maybe some things you were involved in, academics and extracurriculars, and kind of how that prepared you to be where you are now? Yeah, so I came to BU in 2007. So you can imagine that politics was really exciting just before the election of Barack Obama. So I was certainly politically involved on campus. I participated in programs like um, J Street U, Habitat for Humanity. Even just being in session at BU exposed me to a lot of different people from around the world. And part of that meant recognizing how they perceived the world was very different from how I had come to perceive the world. And so it led to just an evolution of my own ideas and made me challenge my own thinking in ways that I didn't think was originally possible. So I think to B's credit, the student body says a lot about the direction that our future leaders are going to take, but also had a huge impact on my life as well. 
That's one of my favorite things about BU, just the diversity of our student body. And there's so many people who think differently from us and kind of just all come together to one location. So Craig, I know that you mentioned that this job that you have now wasn't there when you started. So I think that also maybe something that a lot of students today can relate to. Maybe a lot of the jobs that they'll have in the future won't even exist yet. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of how you created this job for yourself and how you saw that need? So the first was understanding from a business perspective where there was opportunity. And it was recognizing that there was a it's going to sound really wordy, misallocation of resources. And so we had engineers and product managers who were spending copious amounts of time doing user research. And they should be spending their time like actually making the product and, and trying to launch it to people. So one was identifying that. And the other way I went about it was tons of studying. So I think BU did a good job of instilling me a good... <laughs> study mindset. So the amount of times I, amount of hours I spent in Mugar, I, I never want to see like a counting clock because that's, that's going to like really make me question like what I did with my life, <laughs> but it was worth it. Right. And so it was the ability to focus, see a business opportunity, and then dive headfirst into the material that I was really not familiar with being able to network and navigate that in ways that were structurally complex and changing really, I think, helped knowing how to do that because of my time at BU as well. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is all those hours that students today are spending studying in Mugar is worth it. Is that what you're telling me, Craig? <laughs> uh, I think it's worth it for your exams for sure. Right. And I think your, your professors will appreciate it. But I think what what I would change just to caveat it a little bit was the, the way that you focus and prioritize your studying time it really goes to show how you can make a change in both your career, both as a student and as a professional in the, in the adult world, so to speak, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, from my own experience with studying, we have limited time. So it's all about prioritizing and figuring out, you know, even your passions in college. And it seems that you found a little bit of that during your time at BU. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody would love to hear about your experience at Venmo and being a user researcher. So what's your favorite part about your job now? It's a great question. My favorite part and it's, it's slightly fascinating too, is that the more people I speak with across the United States, the more alike they are. <laughs> and so our, I think our differences are just surface level rather than the, the deep differences we think we have with other people. And so most folks I talk with express some of the same concerns I hear regardless of where they're coming from or what their background is. So that's, that's been a fascinating experience for sure. Yeah, that's interesting <laughs> that you said that. I think we all are very alike more than we think. So can you tell me a little bit about a day in the life of Venmo that you have now? Sure. Yeah, there is no typical day in the life. I think most people could say that about their job, but there's sort of the, the general rules of thumb you have to follow, which is making sure that your partners on any projects or work that you're going to conduct are informed in a way that makes sense knowing how to communicate to those partners, whether it's through email, Slack, text message, phone call, a video chat, whatever sort of works best. And then it's, it's a lot of prep work. I think 90% of the job is 
preparing to do the actual user research. So a lot of times there's behind the scenes magic that you could call where you have to set yourself up for success. It's structurally making sure you're going to have the right demographic of customers to speak to, this right socioeconomic background, the right cohorts of attributes that customers might have from your, you know, your customer base working at Venmo, uh, whether they've made a payment in the past 30 days or the past 90 days, sort of things that you play around with. And then when you actually do the work, it happens so fast because you've done so much of that work up front. And then once the work's been executed, it's really going through to figure out where are the themes or the general findings that I have based on my conversations with customers to understand how my team might better create the product, what might need to change from a design perspective or an interaction perspective that makes them have a better, simpler way of sending money to their friends or buying something with Venmo. Yeah. So it, it does look like you work on a team a lot. And, you know, I know a lot of students now are working on a lot of team projects. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to see that a lot of the team aspect is still being seen in a college environment and then being seen in the work environment as well. I am in a research class right now. And nice. I can tell you that a lot of the things that we're doing is preparing for to do the survey, and then we're going to analyze the survey. So it seems as though the act of the survey itself is a very small portion, but it's mainly the data analytics and finding the right questions and doing the follow-up research on it. I think it's really awesome that you're basically learning more about people and the way that they think and what they do. So Yeah, totally. And I I would say when you actually do your survey, you're going to notice that when the survey comes back, oh, we should have phrased a question differently after the fact, and you'll be hitting yourself over the head. That happens with any user researcher, no matter what. There's always going to be that one question you maybe didn't get 100% right. And it's just tolerance levels about you know, can I deal with this? Do I still feel like I have a a somewhat of a satisfactory answer to make an informed decision based on that? Right. I think that'll be really helpful when I get my survey results back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and you'll be surprised. Some people love to talk and some people will not talk at all. So be prepared for sort of wide variations or swings and sort of the, the responses that you get. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. So we're going to switch gears a little bit more. And so in the introduction, I said that we met through BU Connects. So I'm just a little bit curious, what brought you to BU Connects? And can you tell me a little bit about your experience on the platform? Sure. Yeah. So I had actually been looking for ways to give back to the BU community for quite some time. I connected through the party school, which international relations um, is a little different during my time, but it's now the party school. And they had mentioned that this service was going to be launching and it would give a more, um, more of a way to interact with the community. And so once I actually saw that, I, I recognized that this was, this is the chance for me to actually give back in a way that feels more scalable and manageable rather than sort of emailing the, the alumni network and asking like, Hey, when, when can I contribute to a volunteer opportunity that might be coming up? And the reason I wanted to give back is I recognize that I'm in a position where I have some years since graduation that can lend to what I had been looking for when I graduated, which were fellow alumni or students who had words of wisdom to share or were looking to impart their knowledge in how to navigate sort of landing that first job or is my resume up to date. And because I recognized I needed that when I was graduating, I wanted to make sure that somebody had that opportunity. So that's one of the reasons I joined up as well. 
Yeah, well, I'm so glad you joined because we wouldn't have met on there. <laughs> exactly. Um, if not for it. And I think I always hear this at BU, but it's, they always say it's not just what you know, it's also who you know, right? Mm -hmm. And so why do you think it's important for college students to network with alumni in the working world? What do you think students will get out of it? And, you know, what do you get out of it? And what does your company get out of it? I think there, there's one thing I'd want to make clear, which is networking isn't the, um, oh, let me meet somebody to help me land my next job, right? I think networking is really about volunteering and not for yourself, for others. And so if you've come to it with that perspective, you see it as a way to give back your time to help. And I think putting that kind of energy out there is helpful for you when you may one day need help in return. And so I think building that community is, is really powerful. And you can then leverage your network once you've built up those connections to what we call the, the strong bond of weak ties to say that some of the weakest connections you might actually know, friend of a friend or friend of a friend of a friend or family member actually might be more impactful for your landing that future job rather than you directly asking someone like, hey, are there business opportunities that I can potentially work with you on? So that's the thing I would stress too. See it, see it as a volunteering effort and that way it doesn't feel as much of a chore. And then also be open-minded to just helping out other people. I always see it like you're making a new friend, right? And I mean with the pandemic and everything going virtual, I think it's easier now than ever, especially with BU Connects to do that. Now, Craig, our last question, what is one advice you'd give your younger self? I thought about this one when we were talking earlier. I think it's really being more uncomfortable, rather, it's going to sound funny, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think recognizing that you're not necessarily going to find the answer in your comfort zone. It's by stepping out, by pushing your boundaries, pushing your limits, trying new things that feel really sometimes scary and dangerous are where we have our best learning opportunities. I myself, in a, I did not think I would have to learn more about math and statistics once I graduated BU. I thought that would be it. And it's part of my job today. And so being okay with that happening is going to make for your career to be more dynamic in the future. And I think another word of wisdom would be <laughs> learn more about data and analytics. It's going to be a larger part of, I think this is actually what we discussed when we spoke on the phone, which was it's becoming a larger part of everybody's job, no matter what field you're in, no matter what profession. And so having the skills to manipulate, read and analyze data, I think is, is going to take people a long way. Awesome. Thank you so much, Craig. Did you have any questions for me? Yeah. Sometimes people are too afraid to sort of say, hey, I need help, right? Right. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, whether from your own personal experience or from your, your fellow students, what, what are some things that you think people may be too afraid of asking? This is such an interesting question. I don't know if this is a too afraid of asking, but I do notice this along a lot of BU students in that I think we're all feeling some sort of loneliness right now and just being vulnerable in our feelings and just asking for help when we need it in the class or asking for help or even just admitting that we're feeling this sort of way, feeling maybe isolated, we're feeling like we're stressed out. I think a lot of students now, myself included, kind of go through the day through rose-colored glasses and mm -hmm. just as though everything's perfect. But I think, I think for me, even personally, like what I kind of want to do is just to be more honest with how I'm feeling, just 
with the workload, with my mental health, and just with my whole experience, to your point of being vulnerable, I think, you know, that's also where the best relationships start. I don't know if that answered your, your question, no, 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 uh, I, I or if that's what you're good. looking for. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, it's, it's something that everybody's experiencing right now. There's a lot of loneliness, vulnerability going out there, and, and to what degree you express that, whether in a professional, private setting, no one's really sure, especially given the sort of digital interaction we're all forced to have now. I think that's it's a natural fear to have. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for being here today, Craig. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to the Boston University Career Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Career Development at Boston University. We are located on the 5th and 6th floors of 100 Bay State Road. All of our services are available for free and virtually to undergraduate and graduate students. For more information, check out our website at bu.edu careers. Mm-hmm.